whoa, we're starting, okay. Hello and welcome to the Eau Claire Linux User Group. Today is Thursday, March 12th, and we are coming to you live from Dooley's Pub in downtown Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Everybody go ahead and say hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, was, uh, oh, sorry. I guess that was okay. Should All we right, do it again, well, class? No, I, th I think that's once is enough. I'm going to pass it on to our fearless leader who will get this meeting started. I don't know. Oh, oh thank you. We, we do have a music, I see. Okay. Um, enough with the official stuff. Oh, enough with the official stuff. So, uh, well, what do we do right now? We. <laughs> we do two minutes of fame, so we go around the room and we share what we want to share. We, we don't share what we don't, don't want to share. Who wants to start? I'll go. Cool, again. I didn't really do too much. <laughs> I will have to say that uh, AT&T met my expectations. They did not hook everything up correctly, just as I expected. Oh, that's I have nice. phone, I do not have internet. So, did you order internet? Oh yeah, it should have been hooked up yesterday. Are you actually moved in? Moved in? Um, not to have not internet. All of, not all of this stuff, no. Well, I don't have internet at the old place. Of course they disconnected on time. They don't hook it up right though. Well, as long as you pay on time, it's okay. Well, and it wouldn't be so bad except for this is the third time of the three times that they didn't get it right. So, you know, that's that's zero percent. That's not a very good percentage rate. Move to New Jersey and you'll find out with a two month wait to get your phone is like. That's it? Well, you know, he has a. I was worried. Yeah, I'm packing stuff up. I'm working on a big project at work, so. Haven't had a whole lot of time to mess with anything. Um. I built a projector screen. Total price came in under ten dollars. Projector screen. Yep. Like, like that thing? That. No, actually, uh, I went to uh, Million Textiles. I got some. Uh, hey, I have some coupons for you if you go there. Nah, I already, I already used one. Fifty percent off, right? It was uh, some curtain backing. It's actually like a vinyl material. It's perfect for making projector screens. Um, light or? Yep. Mm -hmm. Wow. And they got they got it in five foot um, wide rolls, so I got five foot by seven foot screen. Total cost was about nine bucks. So what are you gonna stick the wall in? No, actually I uh, got a couple of one by threes and built a little frame for it. So we will just hang the frame up. And then it's stretched across the frame. So so it's actually fairly decent. And then the other thing they said that you can get some black matte tape put it around the edge for a nice border. And there you go. Just spruce it up with it. Yeah. A lot better than no four hundred dollars they wanted for a comparable size screen. So another duct tape? Could be black duct tape. Black duct tape. Duct tape kind get of gaffers, shiny get gaffers tape. Maybe. Is that, is that, is that have a shiny back? No, it's dull. But the thing is it doesn't it doesn't unstick. Oh, see, gaffer's tape. Yeah, really, right, it really, time. yeah. Well, get, well, no, it's not that. You can lift it, but, but the point is, it won't. Gaffer's tape is made to oh, last right. a long time. It won't start to peel after two okay. or three years. Oh, okay. Yeah, that might be something I'll look into. What is that for? It's stage tape. It's what they use to tape down dance floors and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Because okay. yeah, the black border, unlike what we see here, 
is actually supposed to absorb the light. So here. Yeah, this is a very flat black, and it's yep. you can get it in gray or black, but but. Uh, Where do you get that? Uh, let's see, uh, stage step, you know, uh, someplace like that. Stage pass, stage step, those kinds of stage supply places online. But for the optimal setup, you know, the black is supposed to perfectly match where your screen is. Your screen is actually supposed to be about a quarter inch bigger than your area exactly. So then it's just, there's your screen. Cool. So, huh. Very nice. Yeah, that's probably it. So that right there is not optimal. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is kind of downhill. Cool. This is kind of downhill here. But uh, you mean a painted black, like the edges and stuff, so it was similar to this. You know, the you know, one by three. We could probably just go up there and uh, like lift up the screen on one end by the chain, and nobody would even notice. <laughs> I think you probably want to adjust the, the you know the image, not the screen. <laughs> How do you know what the screen is in? You sound like a chicken and egg thing. It's like, is the screen tilted or is the image tilted? It doesn't really matter. As long as the picture comes out square. If a tree falls in the middle of the woods, I can hear it. Did it actually happen? There's that other question about going to go there about a bear. How about you? More like if the man is talking in the woods and there's no woman to hear him, is he still wrong? That was nicer, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, he's not wrong, absolutely. Okay, what's my name? Oh, it's Gary, that's right. Um, let's see, I finally got my uh, X drivers to work, NVIDIA. So, as a matter of I had a bunch of other old drivers installed, and I don't know how it was messing things up and what it was. It was a pretty good learning process, though. You shut down X and then uh, yeah, another little clue about the NVIDIA stuff is use their uninstall in their install script if you're going to rip it out and put anything else in ever. Because any other way you uninstall that, it makes a mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you use their uninstaller. Yeah, they, in, 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 the, in the install script, there's an uninstaller, or there used to be anyway, there used to be, but you can use that same install script to uninstall. And it's a good idea to do that because any other way I've ever tried to change the drivers, uh, you know, if the car went down or something, end up with a bunch of remnants all over the place and you'll never get them all out and they will screw things you know, up, especially the DRI stuff. There, there's a program with the name Envy, which is supposed to be as a helper. NV? Envy. P N. No, just letter N, letter V, isn't it? No, Envy. As a, as a oh, you're not talking about the driver? No, the no, it's a, it's, a, it's a program which is supposed to help you to install these, oh, and okay. I did it once or twice, and it never really worked for me. So, oh, yeah. it didn't work. No, it, it, uh, yeah, the thing about those uh, NVIDIA drivers is they replace some of the um, libraries on your PC, mm -hmm. and they back up the old ones that are there, but mm -hmm. if you don't use their uninstaller, it replaces them with the originals, so those other drivers are then trying to use the NVIDIA supplied things and it just never works. Oh, I see. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that's getting moved around when you install this. Yeah, and the worst part of it is they name some of those files the same thing. So, yep, so that, you know, you know, the name's the same. Yeah, that, that it's a different right. file with the same name. So they'll bag it up, rename it, put a new one in its place. And if you don't know that, 
How do you? How would I find that out? Well, you can read that that uh, script. You know, read me. Yeah, it tells you, you the whole thing. No, it's not a read me. If you can read the script, you'll see. Oh, okay. You'll see what it does, but it'll take you a while. <laughs> yeah, <right. coughs> I'm sure it's in Pearl. I'll be right back to science. I think it's a shell script. Yeah, it's a shell. It's a shell script. They just wanted to say. I just, I just, I just, yes, it's one of those. It's one of those combination shell scripts and archives. Yeah. So then, then like sound and video started acting up, so now I got to troubleshoot that. So goes into this real slow mode once in a while. Is it is it when you have multiple audio applications open? It probably is. Would it be the Pulse Audio? Uh, I don't. I don't. I've got that on there, but I don't think I'm using it. Maybe I will. You are probably using it. It's, if it's on there, usually it uses it behind the scenes. But you should actually have less problems with Pulse if you if you had problems with doing multiple sounds at once before. I never did. It's just cropped up lately. I don't know what caused it. I don't know what it changed. So the only way to fix it that I found was to shut the damn thing down and turn it back on. So. Try to, you know, the, it used to be an older version of Ubuntu, the one before, was that when uh, the Flash Player uh, didn't like whatever, if you were using some other audio file. So Flash Player actually locked the, the audio input and uh, any other input file, uh, the audio files could not actually play. I wonder if that's what it is, because I've got a bunch of, you know, nowadays it's pretty hard to avoid Flash. Which yeah. version of Flash are you using? I think I got the latest 10 or whatever it is. Uh, no, try the, try the Alpha, the 64-bit. You're, you're probably using the 32-bit one, right? I'm assuming. You're probably using just the standard one. On their, uh, On their actual website, Adobe. Adobe. Actually, it's in Adobe Labs. Labs. Adobe Labs. This has got all of their like pre-release software and everything, and they actually have a 64-bit version of Flash. Oh, you installed oh. Ubuntu 64 on your machine? Yeah, this is AMD 64. Uh, <coughs> this is it. Okay, so yeah, there. So there. Fool around with that a little bit. What it'll give you is just one of those uh, libflash.so files. Yeah. And you can just drop that in and use that instead. This one will work so much better because with the 32 bit, you're going through another one of those wrappers to wrap okay. it from the 32 to 64 bit. And probably about 80% of the problems come from that wrapping versus the actual flash program oh, itself. Okay. Yeah. So I, I know that when, when that happened, just close your browser and to see if it's going to improve it. Yeah, I'll try that. I think that's what happens. I have a bunch of stuff open on Opera. You know, and there's so much flash in all these yeah. websites, it's hard to avoid it. Do you ever type in the top in the command line just to see what process is eaten up by me? I don't think use a little system manager. I, yeah, I don't think I don't think that it's it's using all the system resources. I think that it logs the the audio it resources. It, it grabs the input. And well, it, but the thing is with Pulse, it should there should be multiple endpoints. So if another program starts up, it should be able to just grab another endpoint from Pulse, and it doesn't matter if Adobe Flash grabs that one. The other one should just be allowed through. It's not to say it's not the problem. But. Yeah, it's like something's hanging it up. And every so often it goes out and gets interrupted and does a little bit of something, but it's like it's stuck. 
you know, doing too much of something in the background is useless. Yeah. And if you can find out what what service, you could just restart the service too. Like, can you yeah. restart Pulse Audio? Just like yeah. Well, actually, it's just a um, it's just a daemon that's running in the background. So if you kill it, then the next thing that requests a sound will start it back up. Oh, so this has This would be better than the reboot your whole computer license. Yeah, so just kill Pulse Audio. Just, just go through here and try and look for Pulse Audio. Yeah, or or audio. yeah, try shutting down Opera 2 or Firefox, whatever. See if that makes any difference. Okay, I think Pulse is in here too. Yeah, yeah Pulse Audio. Okay. Did you All switch right. on that? What? Yeah. Did you switch on that? How did you do that? You can do that in any, uh, you know, window. You just, uh, just start typing. Oh, okay. What do you mean just start? Like, you just start typing. Oh, wait up here. Yeah. Like, say if I'm Where did you put that? How did you get there? I just, you just click in here and start typing. What did I click? Click in where? Just click in any box. Any... It opens this box up? Yeah. Any I'm going to show you guys what I'm talking about. Show me a picture. Smooth. Nice. That's his new logo for his beard. Is it really? That should be. Oh, nine. She know her? Wild Rose. Is she related to that Wilder that did, wrote that book? So if I click on it, no. No. <laughs> what is it talking about? What? What am I talking about? No. What are you talking about? I click yeah, on something. Yeah, no, start typing. Start typing like... Yeah, see, there it goes. There is Paul Sadio sleeping. I should That's do pretty it. Neat. I didn't know that. Yep, it works in like open dialogues and everything too. Works in just about every operating system. In XP, even in, yeah. even if you're in Explorer and XP, you start typing things, it searches by the first character. Yeah, yeah. Every day something new. You know when you're in a, a, a terminal window, you got the terminal open, if you type in a command like ls, is that actually a program that's yes. running? You're running the ls well, program? Well, ls is built into the shell. But it is a program. Yeah, it is a program. Yes. If you go, it's in user bin. And same with change directory, CD, all those are actually some 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 are built into the shell, and some are. If you go to the booster bin, you can show them all the. Yeah, actually, it's just bin. Is it just bin? Yep. Because anything anything that's for just the base operating system is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you Oops. I thought some of those were generated by the shell. Though. Some of them are. Oh, some I'm of them are not. LS is not. LS is actually. Oh, I thought a it was. Is that actually a program? Yes. Mm-hmm. CD is not. CD is part of the shell, I believe. So it'll actually show an application. Yes. See, you can see like ZCAD, Z, Dutch. What's the, the green means what? It's a, it's a program? It's an indication of the permissions. Green means it's got executable permission. Okay. Yeah, if you can see it on the left there, it's got that yeah. X. Drag the window to the to the right so you can see the full permissions. Ooh, it's too much. Now we're a little bit. We're doing a how-to hands-on today. This is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> it's no, it's not good. Well, maybe you're gonna be waffling on. Just good. Just good. Just just play along. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> do you want to sit behind the wheel? No, I don't. Just take his computer. Do it. Yeah, just when he, when he get home, just give me a call if you have it. Green means it's got the executable set. It's not Beersmith. Uh, the bright red Pro means Man. that it's got uh, the 
Stickiness. Set UID. Um, the blue means that it's a link of some type. And regular, I think, black is just a normal file. And then, uh, I don't know, usually. It's always directory. I don't think it's like. Uh, that's all. Usually. Like I st I'm still looking to CLS as a program. So that's not exactly standardized, though. You can set. Yeah. Yeah, you can set it up for whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can tweak that. I thought that was built into the firewall. LS mod, you can list your modules, make directory. One of the things I like about Linux best over any other shell-based operating system is the ability to auto-complete, which is really, really nice. I think that is... I think it's only the shell. Yeah, that's bash. You can turn that on in Windows, actually. Simply, it's just a registry setting. Yeah, but it needed in SCO 506 and 507 and AIX 0.2. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I use other operating systems for work too much and I need it for all of them. Yeah, we are using IBM and uh, I think there is autocomplete, but I know exactly. That, that probably is. has to do with the shell. Yeah, it? it's it's bash. It's not, you know, it's, you know, CSH doesn't have it. I don't think KSH has it either. I think oh, it's just work, bash. You could just install bash. Yeah, but uh, like usually, yeah, usually, <laughs> yeah. there's some other sysadmin who does it. Nah. But yeah, like, do it, Ralph, just like type L. Just oh, as, there's, as a two ways, there's two ways you can do that. In your, in your shell then, RC, you might be able to set up an alias for something. Yeah, so, yeah. like, say, for example, you can't remember the name of a command. You know, it's a good demo for um, like you could type tap twice, and it tell you It lists all possibilities of every command starting with <laughs> I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. And then you can hit yes. You can hit yes, and then it will show you everything that starts with L. So if you can't remember how to spell um, locate, you know, you can't remember how to spell logger or locate or something like that. So then you, you drill down more. So then you you know hit Q for quit, and then. Um, so if I would do L O tap tap, and that does everything starting with L O, you know. Yep. And if if there's only one option, the first auto time you hit tab, it fills it all yep. up to that option. Mm -hmm. It's also if you get specific enough, if you start to get lazy with like typing and stuff, it's a way that you can complete commands faster too. So you like if you're firebox. yeah if you want if you have like a long string of like fifty characters of something that you're typing in you Fire. can type in one two three four characters tab you know which auto completes it because it's specific enough and then start to type the next one tab you know pipe start to type the next one tab and then if you forget to put and then as you as you develop all your commands <laughs> and as you get used to it and stuff you can whip out these commands a lot faster and then you really start to do things faster if you start creating regular routines then you set up aliases and you set up like, you know, create your own little scripts that do all of this, and that's, you know, shell scripts to do your dump, you know, go gather all the log files for the day and then dump them to a printer or dump them to your email or, you know, whatever. Hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew about autocomplete, I didn't know about tap, tap. Look at your, look at your dot bash RC. I'm not going to show you. Dot <laughs> form. Can't teach if you won't cooperate. <laughs> what is, yeah, let's look at the bash.rc. Where is it located? It's in your home directory. In your home directory. Yes. It's oh, dot, is it a dot? dot bash rc. Say, say less, you know, less uh, dot CD bash. space tilde yeah. to go back to your and home directory. No, just if you do Less dot CD. bash rc. Less. Yeah, yes. or more. You don't want. Oh, less. you want to see it. Yeah. Less is more than more. 
Parsi. Just that? That'll do. And if you go down to the end of the file, they even suggest some aliases. So you can have LB list. Look at the little bit more. See, it says alias definitions. And if you uncomment those, LL will give you the long listing. LA will give you the L-A, the LS-A listing. And you can set up any number of those, too. So you set up your own tweaking command. So you can make a new command, like LSD4 or something like that, and that represents a great big long string and saves a keystroke. I think that it worked with LL as a global alias, which is LS-A-L. Or you could alias something to RM star dash R dash app. I think that's what I'll do tonight. Yeah. Just to have a good time. Just be sure to set your sticky bit on everything first. May I borrow your May I borrow your computer? You can just set the sticky bit on the RM command. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that will only protect the RM command from being deleted, though. Because the no, sticky, the sticky bit, bit protects... The sticky bit will say that uh, when you run the RM command, it will run as whatever the owner of the file is. So if you have the RM command, the owner root, which it is, when you run RM, it'll give you root permissions. So no matter who you are, you'll get root permissions when you run it, and you'll be able to delete whatever you want. Well, depending on how sticky it's set up, though. So you can, you can change... Very sticky. Yeah. I you guess can change the RM command so anyone can run it by just changing these permissions? Yes. Well, Without the pseudo. You can change it so that when RM is run, it automatically gets super user privileges. No passwords, no prompt. Yeah, no passwords, no pseudo. It's just your root, go. It doesn't even ask you whether you want to or not. Nope. Because it, it automatically gives you whatever permission is. It's not necessarily the whole best way to set up privileges, but there's some circumstances that's useful. Well, you can set up your pseudors too. That's more of the recommended. Actually, if you look here, the two that are red, um, U mount for unmounting things, and then SU. When you run SU, it runs as root, which then can allow you to get root access. It's just like a pseudo, similar to a pseudo. It's change user. Yeah. Easily do a sound of share Oh, I see. So you want to be able to run SU as a normal user. As a program, and then that's going to then get back to SU. Yeah. Well, that makes total sense. So when I run SU, it's just as if I was at the root prompt or the login root and type it. Yeah, and now it's, yeah. it will take over and ask you for permission. That actual program will yes, you program. Right, but the program is running as root at that point. Yeah, it's like it won't let you do anything else. The program is limited on purpose because it's right. security risk. Yeah, okay. Cool. And then you unmount, they just have that so that you can simply unmount things without introduction. Yep. Okay. Anything anything else happen? Uh no, not too much. Nothing that has anything to do with this meeting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, okay. Sounds like a plan. How about you? How was the baby? Uh, she's good. <laughs> Still breathing. She's awake a lot. She eats a lot. She eats a lot. I poo, I goo, and that's all I do. That is. <laughs>
Yes, she has a pretty good screwdriver. She's pretty technically savage, too. You just need to find the right pins on the motherboard and bridge them It might just run till summer and then it's been. As long as that man doesn't actually die. <clears throat> that very rarely is a fan. See, you, you, hear it before, you hear it before yeah, yeah, it dies. Yeah, Venus was aligned with uh, another planet. Yeah. That's I not actually, to work. I took from one hard drive to another and completely wiped the hard drive from the end. I'll have to sit down and take a little while and get it. I bet you can't reproduce it. You're supposed to be taping, you know, filming yourself, whatever you're I'm sure that somewhere along the line it caused the correct errors to happen. A little bitter, are we? Anyways, if you haven't used Clonezilla before, if you're either backing up machines, it's pretty slick actually. I was doing the same kind of thing with system restore disk, but it's very manual and I would agree. I used it, and it's very yeah. That's funny. Oh, great! Thank you. How about you, Elian? Uh, I've been pretty busy lately. I've been playing around a little bit with boxing. Getting, uh, back on did you, yeah, did you yeah, get it back? There was an article about it. Yeah, I saw it. Which I suppose you could have done all along. 
Have you gotten back working yet? Uh, I think so. If Boxy uh, will actually run on the system and not crash. I just you guys have the same hardware. So I just ran. The, I just downloaded the latest five three twenty four. Zero point nine point nine point fifty three twenty four. So you just downloaded so, that? Just a second. Ago, yeah. Oh, that's why we saw the error in our stream. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Over there. Actually, there is downloading. Downloading. Uh, Oh no, boxy. That's what it is. Wait till I start streaming my uh, my Netflix stream a little bit. About halfway through, and I get bored with the <laughs> newsletter. Then you really see your stream suck. Eight or two at eleven, and is going to destroy your network. Yeah, we've got to buy the short We'll see. Keep us interested, and we'll hit Netflix. You know what the power part is. <laughs> So, so was it hard to, to set up uh, that RSS feed? <coughs> no, it's very easy. You do it all online. You log into the website. You add your feeds on the website. So you need to be actually registered user on a Hulu website. Hulu, while well, you you do it, you add the feeds on the Boxy website under your account. But you also, it's, it's not, actually no, you don't need to be a Hulu member. Yeah, you don't have to sign in, do you? You just no. Where do you pull the feed list from? Is it uh, on Hulu's uh, invoice? The list. Um, you have to do it by show individually. Oh, so you have to. If you go, there's a link to RSS feeds that has highest rated videos, newest videos, and okay. other feeds. But then each show also has an So, so like it's not as convenient as what it used to be with the API. No, not really. But it works. Cool. So, is the feed the URL once you're in there, or is it the. Yeah, right there. The URL is the feed. That's right. Okay. But I've also been looking at uh, installing UC Linux on PSP. See if it's worth it. I'm not quite sure yet. Because it would be a little bit of an investment, but I thought it would be a cool PP achievement. Definitely something on PSP. That would be cool. But PSP, is that a, the Sony? The PlayStation yeah. Portable. You already have a PSP? Yeah. But I'd have to install a custom firmware, and then in that case, you have to have at least a big unit, optimistic Pro Duo, and a second battery that you have to modify. Would you, uh, the the Linux is already recompiled for that architecture? Uh, yes, there is a distribution for the PSP. It doesn't. It, I'm, I'm not really sure how um, how usable it is. Hmm. I haven't been able to find the menu. Pretty much the way it works is uh, there's one distribution of UC Linux, and then their build scripts build it for all the different architectures. So the one the one that you're getting on the PSP is going to be the exact same version that you're getting on. The ideal frame versus some other piece of hardware. Well, I, I guess they had to do. There's a site for UC Linux on PSP. So they probably provide an already compiled version of that. But possibly. Actually, I'm not sure. It looks like the site stuff's doing installation and building the tool chain. Ah, okay. 
So what would be your investment there? Getting an Unrestrict Pro Duo and a new battery to install a custom firmware that would allow you to install a bootloader. This guy is providing a pre pre-built package, so. What's the battery? What, what are you getting? Well, to, it's something with the PSP. You have to have a special battery to flash the firmware for the PSP, which allows you to install a custom Is it a plug in the, in the firmware on the battery? That no, it's actually a higher voltage? Or? I forget what it is. It's, it's by design. It's, that's how um, PlayStation actually installs the firmware, I guess. I have some old car like battery. You, you can, you could use yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Just plug it in. Like micro. Micro. Where did you find the free build distribution? Jackson M88. It was the first one I had. Yeah, no, that's where I was. Is he the brother of Michael Jackson? He could have some more concerts over in England. I saw. Is he? What? He's running out of money. Profit from all that stuff he's done in three years. Probably needs to do another nose job too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's safe. It's yeah, I, I heard he was selling enough. the old noses on eBay. <laughs> 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 oh, you can, and you can bid right now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I saw the news. They said that uh, the downloads were back up. So I wonder if maybe the downloads were down at some point. Oh, do you see Linux? Yeah, that is Jackson M88 site. So, PSP. Maybe, maybe, maybe when the downloads weren't there or something. Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Thank you. How about you? If you want to share anything with us. Um, I'm pretty new to Linux, obviously. Um, haven't really done too much except for Dora. That's all. Cool. Don't let us scare you too much. We do all this fancy stuff, but we really have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, it's just smoking screens. Yeah, you know. basically we all make up a whole bunch of stuff. Yep. I tend to break more stuff than I actually use. <laughs> we learn in the process, right? But somehow but most of us got employed, so you know, but, I pay attention too. But you know, that's, <laughs> no, that's why Linux User Group started because we wanted to exchange information about mm -hmm. how we do stuff. Think of, this, think of this as the class that you always wanted to take in college that no one ever offered that actually is like relevant content that's interesting and useful all at the same time, you know? Oh, you're saying that, that we are relevant and interesting? <laughs> yes, that's right. Most <laughs> education is about to do that. If I could offer the suggestion, if you want us to help set up a printer, bring the printer in. <laughs> no, he, had, he has a desktop. He desktop. Bring it in. No, but you can hook it up to one of our laptops and oh, go to the process. Demo. Demo. So we can all demo 400 sheets. As long as it's 150 pounds, that Yeah. Which is well, fine. Well, I'm just saying if you have something like that, it'd be best if it's here so we can go to it. Yeah. The concepts can be hard sometimes. Yes. Well, it would be easier if you were to have a laptop to bring in here. You know, well, I have a to. laptop, but I just mainly use it for school. Yes. I just bought it and didn't really change anything. Just for typing and stuff. Just for internet stuff, I mean. So you know, you are more than welcome to, to come here and ask any question you you might have. Uh, we have an IRC. There's nobody nobody on it, just me. 
uh, as you can see, the I said the stream is up and uh, hello, and uh, nobody said anything, so I guess we don't have anybody. Well, so, who are all those people over at the side then? If there's nobody on there, they're, they're sleeping. They're different channels. Actually, no, these <laughs> aren't bots. Uh, these are, I don't know who is this, this person, but I know all these people, all, all those other people. So there actually are people out there on the app. Yeah, but, but it is, let's say like they are running it as a background process. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with me, is like a business, and I don't look at it. Well, it's a little hour, you can go to our website, and there you can go to like, be in like a whole bunch of different rooms, and then, Let's so like back here. Was there anything interesting said? No, I have different rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, you know, so from so time I actually logged in, nothing really happened. Somebody logged in, logged out. Is there a way to ask this pop up like little things at the bottom of your screen or something? Like I don't know, like messenger type of thing? What do you bring? It's the original way that people communicate. Yeah, Windows, instant messaging clients. Does it? Yeah. This is the old school. And it's still very much in the little icon, like the background. It's also the original way that it's got. See, the original way. It has an IRC in it. Well, it doesn't have an IRC when you're using the normal version, stuff there. but uh, normal versions do. Wait, so what are instant? Yeah, so mine was probably what happened. Well, this has to be that channel. It's just not for a lot of people. So, what are you guys talking about over there? He asked about IRC. Okay. And I just said it stands for Internet Relay Chats, and I was just yeah. explaining that you can open up a link from the website to yes. a, a web-based yes. chat. So you can go in there without it. It is. It really is. If you go here, here's IRC. If you click on it, it actually opens it out a window with a web IRC client. It's kind of an old school way of uh, talking uh, to different people on the Internet. It's been around for quite a while. Yeah, oh, I was just explaining. It will generate your nickname, but I haven't stopped it. Like the bulletin board systems and such. And then a lot, there's a lot of like, where's channels too? Oh, there's an IRC how to up there too. Yeah, there's a, there's, the, the most popular is, is IRC, how to set up a pigeon. Is that pigeon. Pigeon is your program. Yeah. You would be surprised, this article has the most hits. Well, that's really? why it's the most popular. Huh. Like 3,000 hits. Still, still people <laughs> will go there. Yeah. Well, it is mostly people are getting there from the searches. Well, yeah, once, well, that's, the, that's the thing about, you know, search engine optimization. Once you get the content there, and once it's actually crawled yeah. correctly, yeah. it's even if you don't want the traffic, it's pretty hard to get rid of it. Yes. So, you know, once you're there, you're there, yes. whether you want to be or not. But most people want to be. I mean, what's yeah. the downside of being at the top of the server? Yeah. Cool. Server traffic. Where are you going to school? Uh, CTC. Oh, okay. Cool. You have to tell us if they have any Linux courses. Um, not really, but uh, I'm taking an operating systems course. And what program are you? I think programming. Oh, yeah, Is there still a COBOL class? No. Oh, darn. <laughs> you missed that. No, that ended in 1980. <laughs> no, no, I was there. 
2000. 2000. And still have a have a cobalt. She asked me for a Delphi class. There was no, there was no Delphi class. I used to love Delphi. Well, we are glad to have you here. As I said, if you have any questions, uh, come down here. You can hang hang with us, and uh, you know, just uh, have a good time and learn stuff. Yeah, it was basically just that one uh, networking thing with Fedora, but uh, I tried to get this one uh, guy that he went to the networking side. And uh, he tried to help me with it, and he couldn't figure out what was the problem. So yes, uh, you might have more luck with uh, try the live CD. If that CD doesn't work, uh, try to download 32-bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Uh, wireless or yeah, wireless. wireless. Yeah, that's always the, the difference between Ubuntu and Fedora in, in that case. Fedora is, okay, we are only going to include stuff that's free. Like that's yeah, it. Yeah, I, I know. Draw the line, only free. Whereas Ubuntu, uh, we'll just get it working. We, yeah, we are. There we we think that, that wireless drivers are important. Right. So that's why, even though it might not be free as open source, we are still going to close our eyes and we are going to provide it to you. Yeah. We might tell you that it's not free. But you have an option to install it or not. It doesn't, doesn't install it. Wait, so do they like pay for that if it's not free? No, it, what it means. There's, there's two different types of free. Free is a beer. I provide a beer. Right. But he doesn't tell you how to make the beer. Oh, I can tell you. Well, you're not going to. I do whatever to there's, there's free as in beer, whereas you give the product away, but you don't say how to make it. And then there's free and freedom where you give the product away, here's how you make it, do what you want. And you can change it if you want. And when Fedora's talking about free, they're talking about freedom, open source, right? Yes. So there might be a free programs, but we are still, in open source world, or Linux world, we might tell you that they are non-free programs. It doesn't mean that you have to pay for them, just there's no source code to it. And really the reason for that is so you don't get into a situation where somebody provides their program for free, everybody starts using it, and then the new version comes out, and now it costs $20 to download it. Where if, the, if it's open source, you can try charging 20 bucks for it, but this other guy has the code for it too, he's going to compile it and say, here you go, it's free. Why pay 20 bucks for it when you get it for me for free? Well, a lot of people, well, yeah, yes and no. A lot of people take open source as a collaboration. You know, so you solicitate somebody else's ideas through the open source development. So uh, uh, a lot of people are passionate about whatever they are coding for. And uh, A, they might not be able to code as much, or B, they don't. Uh, they said, yeah, soliciting uh, cooperation, uh, uh, you know, different ideas how to make it better. better. So that's, uh, uh, you have some, some open source programs which they are open source, and then uh, how people make money is that they are, they are pro providing a value-added service. Let's say uh, WordPress. WordPress is a, a blogging software, uh, and uh, you can download WordPress free and install it on your own computer. Uh, but there's also WordPress uh, uh, hosting provider. So you can actually get, if you have a WordPress you want to host it somewhere, you can go to WordPress and you can, you can host it up there. And then you pay them 5 or $8 a month 
so then it's actually evaluated uh, proposition. So you don't pay for the software, you are still paying for the razor blades if you want to. Do, and then they can, programmers can make money because you can be hired to do programming for someone in an open source program that they couldn't do themselves. That's another way programmers will make money. Really is what that is. Yeah, and then there's support, there also are, you also there's the angle of support contracts where, you know, companies will set up to support open source software. Uh, with various things that yeah. they can yeah. do. And, and you are right, let's say like, you know, there, there's a lot of, well, in today's economy, but there's a lot of uh, fairly large companies which they are hiring uh, people who are working on open source. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way how to get hired is uh, not to write a resume, but to write a code. Mm -hmm. And so then you actually have your projects there, and uh, somebody's interested in the area, so guess what, they'll find you, because you are writing it. Okay, well, let's move on. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Things I did this week. Uh, created a Facebook group yeah, for the Eau Claire Linux group. Yeah, Staying away from Facebook. I don't want any of that code that pollutes your machine out there. They have to restrict the kind of programs they let you put on those pages. Or it's it's safe to go there. I don't know. I don't right now. I've used it for years. I don't have any qualms with it. I don't know if there's any actual dangers with it. Besides, they may own my house. I've never read the rest of that. They changed all the ads on the side. Say pop off again. I'll have to figure out how to block them again. Mm -hmm. uh, you get no no script. No, no, no. no. All you got to do is give uh, yeah, right click. Well, yeah, seven members on the Facebook group, which is yeah, cool. yeah. So seven dollars to set it up. Seven members. No, seven members. Oh, seven, oh okay. Group is great. I mean, it doesn't cost anything. Um, didn't really do a whole lot with Linux. Um, spent some time working with a friend today on trying to fix his Exchange server, but found it that thought it was interesting that in, from within Linux you can use a log me in. Um, there's a plugin for log me in with Firefox that you can, can take control of a Windows machine if need be from Linux from within a browser. So that's kind of cool. So, um, so just go through. Uh Remote desktop then? It's probably a VNC thing. Yeah, it's like a VNC base, but it's it's a web app and it's a plugin for Firefox that it downloads to get. Okay. But you don't have to have anything on the uh, on the uh, PC you're connecting to. No. Okay. So it's it just, just it uses, you, yeah, it's yeah. it's like a plugin with that. And then, uh, so like from the you know from the machine out to the cloud connects it up and then from the hosts out to the cloud makes the connection for, I've seen as much as like a 98% savings. I saw a 42 inch LCD go for $46 yesterday. That's the current, that's the current bid price. Just, just look, look at mine, don't bother. When does it end? It ends when the timer goes out. But the interesting thing about this is. two seconds left? Yep. Yeah. That TV's gonna be $46? But the interesting thing is with this site, Every time someone makes a bid, if it's a penny, uh, if it's a penny bidding system, then it'll just increase the price by a cent, or it'll be on normal auctions, it will increase it by fifteen cents. But it also adds fifteen seconds to the counter of how much time is left. So, so it, it creates a if it creates a sense of urgency because every time someone bids, it adds fifteen seconds, and then it counts down from fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, eleven, and then someone bids again. And the other interesting thing is about this is that you um, you have to buy bids, 
and bids by default in the packs are 75 cents per bid. So that's how they make money. Like you bid on things which costs you small amounts of money, but in the end, you know, the, the combination of the bids plus the item itself is drastically reduced. You know, so like I've been watching. Um, so like there's a so Samsung. But if you, lose the, if you lose the auction, you still have to pay for all those You bids. still have to pay for the bids, yeah. So don't bid unless you want. You pay right, exactly. Bid? You pay per yeah, bid, so yeah. 75 cents for whatever you pay. Wow, so basically they're making their money because there could be 100 people bidding. There could be on a 1,000 people bidding. bidding that they're not getting each. Right, exactly. And, so, and what, what I so like have to tap on is easier. easier. Right. It's down to five seconds. So, so like, $6, I'm on it. Yeah, they don't watch that. Right. So I'm looking at like the Samsung 40 inch 1080p 120 hertz LCD HD TV. Recently sold for $163 for a 40 inch LCD. You know, so so it's almost like the lottery. It's it's really it's an interesting like kind of an auction. Somebody gets a prize, but everybody's pitching in for it. Mm -hmm. So that thing say would be worth. Let's just say $300. All I would but do is go to the odds. You actually the one get off. There you go. You'd have to do it like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but once the counter comes down, if the, if the bid is less than the value of what people think it is, they can still overbid even at $200. So somebody did That's bid. Mm -hmm. So you think there's people sitting there, or is this some automatic thing like eBay you can set up? Well, there's there's a, a bid butler that you can set up. So like you can bid from a certain dollar amount to a certain dollar amount yes. with a number of bids if you want to do that. And then there's uh, what's called the nail biter, um, nail biter ones, which disallow bid butlers or disallow the automatic rebidding ones. So then those are the ones where people are actually clicking bid every single time. So that was kind of interesting. Oh, you know that, or you don't? It'll show uh, on the on the uh, bid butler section on the right hand side if you click on any individual item. Um, yeah, if you click on one of those, and if you have okay. JavaScript enabled, I cannot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't do that. Basically, he's got a browser, browser that shuts the entire thing. Yeah. Basically, yeah. they have to allow every website. image individually. Who's using a text browser? Yeah, why don't you get Yeah, let's just go with links. That's pretty safe. Actually, I will. Next Linux user group is going to be in links. You know, I've got a really, really old CD. I think it's got the Arena web browser on it. To bring that in, you can install it. I hope people have their alt tags set up well so you can read what the heck you're doing. It is images. Yeah. Sort of. Not style sheets. But yeah. So yeah, that's a new twist. I've never, never yeah. envisioned doing it that way. In the top right-hand corner, usually it, it shows the, the bid butler option if you want to do that, and then that's kind of xed out if it's a, if it's like a nail biter auction. Where do you see so, bid? Where he can't see it because his browser oh. sucks. When, no, when I, I click like, on it, it doesn't actually. Actually, scroll, scroll down. Sucks. No, I take that back. It is there. Scroll down a little bit. It's bidding history. Oh wait a minute. Where is it? Is, is that it? It looks similar. It's called Bid Butler. It looks like it looks like that <laughs> right there. Oh, Bid okay. Butler. It shows you a range. Yeah, it'll bid from your low range to your high range with the number of bids that you put in your range. Um, if you wanted to do that, 
Now, you don't have to do that. So will that bid right away? It will bid. The, the bid butler will start the bid automatically when there's less than 10 seconds to go. So, and the other interesting thing is... I might have the added monitor turned on. Well, un, uh, unmaximize it then. What? What the hell's the problem? His uh, window to turn off his scripts pops up and goes down instead of on. There, now try it. Uh, grab the bottom. Yeah. Click, click once. That's and just grab the bottom and move it off. There we go. I don't know the, the what what page. There the clock's working now. Well, Bam! And you have to register. Done in 15 seconds. Quick. One single. I don't have 75 cents. Do you? No. But I'm sure. Well, there's a lot of people bidding on that baby too. So 15. They're all bidding. What the hell? <laughs> you register and then we can bid next time. How about that? All right. <laughs> it's free to register. Where so you actually got money. I, I haven't been anything. I just thought it was interesting. I've just been kind of. Well, you trying to get somebody else to get into it and see if you can actually get anything? No, I just thought it was something interesting to learn. Yeah, and so. Well, I mean, you have to. Right. Yeah, you can end up wasting five bucks to try to get something. I think the intelligent thing or the thing you have to watch about it is that. Under the picture of the item in, on the left-hand side, get the there's a link that says recently sold for, and then it says a certain amount. So that's about the average price that things are being sold for. Oh, okay, so, don't be so you watch that. Well, what I would do if I was bidding, and I'm well, not, says, you know, I would start to bid when it gets close to that average item's price. And the timer's low. So you have to wait for the timer to be low and for the price to be near that item in order to see what the going rate is for it. And again, you have to be registered. So it shows up like, yeah. so like this TV, recently sold for $163.61. For that TV, for that TV. Okay, so how many pennies make $163? Oh, no, it's the, it's the bids, how many bids you have to do? Well, I know, but if it starts at a penny and it was sold for 163, that's what, I had to, 163 yeah, times? Yeah, I had to post 1,000 wow. bids. Yeah, and that means they got a, Thousand seventy five cents for every one of those bids. On this on this particular one, you know, it's it's twenty four forty eight divided by seventy or divided by fifteen cents will give you the number of bids times seventy five cents, which is yeah. the cost That's what I'm saying, for bids That's what to get to this bidding item to this bidding place. So I, I see how they make money in this. Oh yeah, yeah. They just buy the stuff off. Ooh, put it on here. Even, <laughs> if, even if they sell it at a fourth of the retail, you know the consumer wins because they're getting something cheap, and the site wins because they're raking in the money for the like a lottery. So, so you're so like yeah, and not getting it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm calling so. it double dipping. That's all that I'm calling it. <laughs> 
I just, it was kind of an interesting site. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it should be free, basically. You should just be just bid on it, and then it's well, free. It doesn't give the site any money, though. See, huh? that's, it, it doesn't, I mean, you, the, the site is going to massively lose money, then. If they're not people... How are they going to lose money if it's free? Okay. Well, it's let's, losing money because it's... Let's there's, move on. There's, there's, no, there's they're not losing money. No, I mean, if you get paid, all you're doing is paying for your clicks. And you say the item's free, you just have to pay for the clicks to try to get it. You're well, also paying free. for Does shipping, it? distribution, the cost of running well, the website, would... the bandwidth, the... No, but I'm know. saying if you, if you said gave it away free, even that, you'd have more people bidding 75 cent clicks. Hey, you got logged in. I mean, probably give away for free. Well, the only you're paying the 75 cents per click, you're not giving it away for free. Whoever wins it gets it for free. But it's not. It's never going to be you. So let's move on. Yeah, let's do. Yeah, yeah. sort of. It's like. Let's, let's talk about X. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Let's move on. We've got a binary here of Arena, the Arena web browser from back in 1996. Oh, I'll, I'll, get I'll, I'll get it. Don't worry. About that. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? That's it. We stole the dishwasher yesterday. Oh. A lot of veterinarians. Cool. Yep. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How about you guys? Well, let's see. Uh, a piece of news for Gary. He was asking about Twitter and the Kepler spacecraft, which is the one that's going to be looking for Earth-like planets out there, is using Twitter tweets to for NASA to uh, send back uh, mission status reports. I thought that was quite, quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. The other so thing Twitter is, is mission critical. It is now. Yeah. The other thing is that the uh, password experiment was a complete failure. <laughs> oh, Fast Zipcrack generated 5,000 possible passwords, and when we ran the dictionary script to check them, none of them, none of them was the password. <laughs> so. Uh, We've now graduated to A-Zipper and an article by these two guys who developed that CRC method of shortening the, the thing and we're trying to penetrate the inner meaning of that article and understand what we'll have to do to get it down in a couple hours. You are determined to that. Oh, I, I, we'll get it eventually. What happened? Is it that you zip something and you don't remember the password? No, no, someone, someone sent me a version of a program that was the version I wanted that's no longer available. And somewhere along the line there, I lost, you know, the email that it came with, and I don't know what the password was. Just hold this on was a zip file. This was a know? guy in India, and he was probably killed in the Mumbai massacre or something. I have no idea where he is or how to get back in touch with him. So I have to crack the file, or I just won't be able to get at it. So. Um, did you try, like, some of the... Yeah, no, I, I've tried all the obvious, you know, silly things he might have used, and I don't know. But the program maybe looked on the internet. I mean, just programming. Well, yeah, there. it's it's been the program originally uh, was nice. It was bought by somebody. It's now proprietary, and it's been completely changed. And I don't like it. I, mean, oh. I want one of the early early versions of it. And the other thing we did is we finally got, or I finally got, uh, free WRL to work on my Ubuntu machine because the way it comes, uh, Ubuntu you can't build a dev well. For that particular one, I guess I won't say you couldn't, but the script to build the dev package doesn't work. It crap. It makes some of the things, and then it craps out before it actually f finishes making the dev package. So I had pro problems with the dependencies, 
which I finally worked them all out, and now I get so we're trying to build a URL to to work. So so we're trying to, to create a package. Yeah, well, it, when you get the source, you could just build it and create a dev package. And but I got as far as building stuff and halfway through creating the dev package, and then it orders out. So there's something in the dev package making part that doesn't work, and it has to do with let's see what was what did I finally find it was had to do with it was um, something with the Pango. Uh, there was one of the Pango dependencies that Ubuntu puts in a version yeah. that's one of those special Ubuntu patched yes. versions, and it wouldn't work. You know, so, I I always found it interesting or intriguing to try to build a package, mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of info. Not a lot of people are talking how to build a package. So A, it is obvious, or B, it is secret, you know? And uh, so I was always intrigued in the... Well, there is a how to build a dev package, how to, on the Debian site, you know? But the only, the only way I've ever done it is with scripts that build Debian yeah. packages, so... Yeah. I know for RPMs, there's a file called a spec file. And what you do in the spec file, it's almost like a configuration file. And then there's command RPM build, and it reads that spec file. Mm -hmm. and from there, it picks everything up, takes your um, source, compiles it all, creates everything for you, and it goes from there. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming Debian is. Well, Debian similar. actually, I think what they say is that it's better because it has stricter rules, so that you makes it harder, but then your your end result is more guaranteed to work. Than RPMs are so. I mean, you know. Yes, you have some kind of like recipe uh, file in the package. Mm -hmm. Just templates for for dev files. And, but anyway, it was nice because that Cortana, uh, free, you know, uh, uh, VRML uh, viewers. I don't know. It's not. It's not as nice. It's got a bunch of crazy looking buttons and stuff that I don't like. So this is a real nice. Slick little, you know, viewer window. And it's it's worth the trouble. Free WRL. What is it? It's a VRML, virtual reality modeling language. Oh. Free WRL. ML. Yeah. ML? Yeah. yeah. WRL. Just no M. WRL, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Actually, it's all big here. Yeah. Cool. But it's a nice little viewer. You know, I was telling you I was using that knot plot to make little knot, not the, uh, you know, knot images, and uh, it's a nice way to look at knots. It's a knotter way to live, you know. Like I say. <laughs> knots like in a tree, or knots from a string, or yes, yeah, yeah, knotting, topography for knots and stuff. You know, I like to fiddle around with that. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. How about you? I uh, took my daughter to the planetarium on the UW Clark campus last Saturday. It was really awesome. I learned probably more out of it than she did. She knew, but That's why she has it. She could ask. Yeah. <laughs> it was really awesome. And so if anybody's got kids, that I think it would definitely be worth it to go there on Saturdays. They have a kids show. We talk about why the constellations are the way they are. You know, and why stories like from Greek mythology. What time is it? Like early afternoon? Uh, 11. 11, okay. That sounds kind of cool, actually. Check check the website. I know it was there. 
I don't know what the schedule is. I just got it out of the volume one. So I don't know exactly. I just knew it was July Saturday. I don't know if it's like every Saturday or what the... I think all those planetary here. Yep. Yeah, if you're interested in astronomy, there's a real nice astronomy website. It's called Heavens Above. Anybody ever use that? You can actually put in your GPS, you know, coordinates, and it will give you viewing operation for various things for right where you are. Saturday, that's show. Tuesday at 7 p.m., huh? Yeah, there's different shows for different age groups. That one on Saturday is for like four-year-olds. Four to 12, old. probably right there. Yeah. So... Thank you. They're not unruly, are they? Oh, they are not. They are only five and six and a half. They are not unruly. They listen really well. They do, okay. How come they're on St. Patty's, though? Because everybody's drinking green. They're out chasing snakes. So is that down below or is that up above? Just the norms up above. I'd say it's down below. Mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's down it's on the lower campus. Yeah. Okay. You know yeah. where the observatory is on the building? Well, look for the dome on the building, you'll see it. Right. Yeah. And it's, I don't even know how to get there. It's got a big uh, skateboard. Uh, mm -hmm. You take Water Street all the way down yep. to the yeah, end. You have location, which it doesn't show and anything. Almost to the end, take a right. Take a right. And then take another right. Here it is. Here it is. Located. Here it is. I'm looking at it. It doesn't really tell you. Do you know State Street at all? How about here? I don't even know where State Street is. I had to follow. My wife had to drop me off there because I didn't know where it was. Why don't you take water that down that bridge? Right there. That's, that's a walking bridge. Yeah, that's fine. I can climb up. Yeah. And that's right there. Kind of almost. Right. See the dome on the building? Yeah. Where's Zion Arena? Is here. That's the Zion Arena. And we'll show where we are right now. Because you should be able to see it. We are right over here. Yeah. Oh, you have to cross the bridge. That's right. Okay. Yeah, you could park in that lot by the Fine Arts Building and walk across the bridge. Right. Or there's free. Well, the parking is free on Saturdays. Yeah, on Sundays. So you'll just be able to park right next to it. You can park actually in the back in here. That's all open. Oh, okay. And the bonus is if you go, well, obviously you'll go with the Wall Schools in. You go in and you can go into the Student Center and for six twenty-five with tax, you can get all you can eat food. In the, in, the, in the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> up, up on top? On yeah. Top. No, really? no, no, no. It's in the main student union. Student union on the second floor. There's a cap at Hilltop and in the and in Davies. Oh, okay. All so I know is 625 and the kids, the kids were free and for like 12 bucks we fed, we had like yeah, all the food we could possibly ever want to eat. They uh, make uh, like, uh, You can get as many servings of mm -hmm. whatever entree is. Yeah. It was awesome. Kind of like old country buffet, but cheaper. Way cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we go. Old country campus. 
battle of families Type in Heavens Above, it's calm or org, I forget. Uh, yeah. So you can Google Heavens Above. Well, I would recommend it to anybody that's got kids. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. H E A. Huh? H E A. H E A V. <laughs> you want to type it? Uh, typing backwards is. <laughs> and I don't know if it's. Yeah, that's it. First hit. It's a very nice astronomy uh, site. If you you can set it up to have your your specific location, and oh, so you what you see up. Yeah, sky. it'll give you sky maps and satellite sightings. If anybody's into iridium iridium flares, iridiums are those telecommunication satellites, and they have great big wing solar arrays, and they will sometimes catch the sun. And you, you can, they're so bright, you can see them. They're like minus six on, you know, the scale of, so, of, of star brightnesses. I mean, zero is like a very, very bright star. Yeah. And these are like minus six. They get brighter as they get more minus. And they're so bright, you can see them in the daylight. I mean, they're just these brilliant really? flashes, yeah. They probably account for about 90% of the UFO sightings. Yeah, probably. Uh, and it's amazing. I mean, I've seen them, and they are absolutely astonishing. And this will give you all the locations and, you know, uh, the time and exactly what elevation and azimuth to look at and so on. So Radium, is that the GPS stuff? No, that's the telecommunications satellites, yeah. It was one of the ones that hit the Chinese satellite. Yeah. It was Iridium 6, or the, what was the Russian satellite? No, I think, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Anybody here, all, the, all the, the astronauts in the space station had to climb into the Soyuz escape capsule today because there was a piece of debris that came too close close to the station so they were afraid because it was a very erratic orbit so they all had to climb into the wow. escape capsule for a few hours to make sure that this thing was yeah, passed and clear. Yeah, something's coming at you at 30,000 miles a second, you get out of the way. Yeah. As quickly as possible. Yeah, it was, it was, it was actually, the size of the thing is incredible. It was only three-tenths of a centimeter. Yeah, they're talking like little tiny yeah, things. It was like a bolt. I think it was they decided it was a bolt from a Titan launch vehicle or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And especially if they're especially if they're going you know like this because it's like orbit velocity is seventeen thousand miles an hour. So you get up into thirty something thousand miles an hour. That's uh, like maybe five times. Uh, muzzle velocity of most guns. So now we got space so full of crack we can't even be up there anymore, huh? Yeah. That's what they're saying in a few years it would be bad. Yeah, well there was actually a study done that if we collide a few more satellites, we're going to literally be earthbound. We can forget about any, ex, you know, exploration because there's going to be a cloud of lethal particles, you know, encircling the Earth. Oh, yeah. In fact, have you ever seen that, that Java track, you know, that Java, what is it called? Uh, JHU or whatever, but there's a NASA site where they actually you can show all the satellites. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, it's comical. I mean, it's just, it looks like you can hardly see the globe, you know, for all these little dots. Yeah, yeah, it's just amazing how many how many satellites are up there. But it's it, 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 you, could, you could actually get trapped on the planet. Once you get to a critical point. Everything will start hitting each other, be like a chain reaction, and mm -hmm. all the satellites will be destroyed. It'll just be a whole bunch of junk floating around there. It reminds me of that video of a couple weeks ago when a police camera caught a small meteor hitting Earth. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, there was some there, from the satellite collision that thing. There, there were some 
entry, uh, you know, there was some debris that people saw coming in. Uh, it's, it's like a little meteor shower. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. You just got to send something up there that can absorb the impacts. First of all, there's much more space up there than you think. I mean, there'd be absolutely technologically no way to sweep that stuff out of there. I mean, there's just no Unless way to do it. Unless you knew exactly where everyone was and you'd have to go around and get part of it. They can't even track. They're only tracking like about 60% of what's up there because it's just mathematically well, impossible to track. Of it. That's why they <laughs> like Star Wars. I think, I think it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be practical. That there was a reason for Star Wars for all this there's a great uh, Armageddon oh boy. that illustrates that uh, on the movie and it's like you know there's a guy that's explaining this to the president and the president asks well you know how could we not have seen this coming farther out <laughs> and then the and then the guy's like well our uh, budget you know, allows for us to watch like one to two percent of the sky, and uh, pardon the expression, sir, but it's a big ass sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, and we're also very stupid. <laughs> you know, we're genetically flawed and very stupid. And, yeah, yeah, man. Maybe have fun. Oh, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but this is, I mean, the thing about this, I like planetariums too, but it's something better about it, because this will show all the space station uh, sightings and everything that are, oh, it's a lot our, nicer to take your kid yeah. out in the backyard. There's a program. Yeah, that's, well, I didn't know what to look at, though. Yeah. Now I know. Well, that'll tell there's, you. There's a program, <laughs> it's called Solarium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can also say where you are, and then actually you can, uh, depending on the, the month of the year, actually you can see what stars you have above it, and uh, they... Uh, hour in a day. Okay. So, you can see that too. Cool. Well, well, I didn't do too much. No, I did something mad. I, I tried to do this. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. That looks technical. It is technical. Well, it's, it's like technical. The beaker, what, do you, <laughs> what do you do is that you take the fan, hey, oh, you no. put a magnet oh, on it. Oh, the the cooling fan didn't, didn't work, right? It did. Well, oh, well, I still have a thing to turn. Oh, it's going too fast. The, the thing is that... You up and you just clip the wires. No. The oh, it's variable speed, Joe? Yeah, you have rheostat here. Oh, cool. The, but the oh, thing is... You put the magnet on the inside. You the put the magnet... It's like but, a camera screen. Yeah, so cool. I bought... They, it's called a stir stick. So mm -hmm. I, I have two stir sticks. Is it also sticks. heated? No, it doesn't. Because most of them are heated. Some of them they are, but you rather want to have... a cheap one. Uh... Uh, because you want to have your ease in certain temperature range, so that's why it's not heated. But uh, I have actually two inches of stir stick, and one of them is so strong that actually it binds the, the fan, and the fan doesn't move. <laughs> so the magnet is too strong, you're saying? Magnet is too strong, I think. Uh, two inch, they, it's called stir bar, but it's magnetic. So you have magnet on the bottom, you have magnet on top. You don't need a magnetic one if you've got that strong of a magnet. Just put it in like a ball bearing and have it spinning around there, or bolts or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you trying to do with this? No, what do you do? Yes. Without magnetic oxygen? Uh, you can add oxygen because right now I'm just trying to grow the yeast. I mean, basically, the idea of these things was that you could stir things in a sealed container yes. in case it was going to give off something that you maybe no, didn't want to be in the room you, with. You want to stir it in a sealed, uh, sealed container as uh, you wouldn't uh, it's ster it, yeah. it's sterilized, right. so you actually don't want to introduce any any 
Yeah, stuff. sure. Or so that it doesn't explode. Uh, sure. Mix it with oxygen. Some things tend to like to explode. Yeah, yeah not yeast. So, not yeast. So that's what I was trying to do. Cool. At least not right away. And I have like, like three different fans, you know, and one will work and the other one doesn't work. And I have like three different power, power things that, you know, and I'm trying to do that. And just, I have these clips, you know. Just get one of those big window fans. That's all. Those stirring things I've seen, they were like a big long capsule pill. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, you know what you, else you need? You need the web page for Fisher Scientific. Here you, have you can buy yes. one that just works. <laughs> Yeah, it's not fun, there. you know. <laughs> so, so you have actually these. Yeah, there's, there's there you go. And uh, they are different sizes, and I have uh, two inch size. You know. <laughs> but I have one of them is actually it's flat. And that one doesn't want to. It doesn't have, have this ring in the middle. So that one doesn't want to move. It binds the, the fan. The, the one which has a ring there actually it's moving. Oh, well, that gives it a pivot point. It is like a pivot just point. Yes. Right flat down. And from time to time, actually, the, the bar is thrown off, and uh, it's kind of interesting, you know. <laughs> so that's all we have done. And, and you, you got to be lucky that you got a newsletter on Tuesday, because I was up yeah, I, I was lucky because I didn't have to bother with it. I read something else Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I got WRL working there. <laughs> yep, and that's all what I've done. I got that J-Track running here. Uh, oh yeah, J Trap. Space awesome. junk? Yeah. That's the space junk. Yeah. Um, oh, there's yeah. got to be more than that out there. Well, that's the stuff they know about. Yeah. Shift click, zoom in, control click, zoom out. There we go. And you, I think you can also. It's a nice concentric ring right, right around the uh, equator here at. Uh, probably where all the satellites go. Yeah, right around the geosynchronous. Actually, they go north south. Which ones? The iridium, well, the iridiums are, are polar. Oh, they go like north to south, and then south to north? Oh, okay. Wouldn't that debris eventually fall down? I wonder if this is the Some of it will. Some of it will be up there for, I think, they're saying well, two to five hundred years. It's probably geosync or So it depends on you know, how much atmosphere is coming in contact with how quickly the orbit is going. Isn't gravity, I mean, gravity is always a force. It's just that much less of an impact. So it might move like 10 feet closer to Earth, one. Oh, 10 feet, yeah. Well, if gravity is slowing, eventually everything has to be on. Sure. Eventually everything has to be on. The magnetic fluid is the way it's going to be on. It'll slow down eventually, but. The no, faster the deceleration comes when it starts encountering the atmosphere. But there's more atmosphere up there than they originally thought it to. There's no, actually. It can't be. And it's also more What's uneven than this is the equator. But then gravity is more uneven than they originally thought it to. Maybe it wasn't more even. Maybe we're making it more even because of the satellite. You know, maybe it's not just destroying the atmosphere that we're doing. Maybe it's just, you know, redistributing the atmosphere. Oh, that's very nice. Those are just satellites. Yeah, those are just satellites. You guys are just too excited about that. There's like a three GPS satellite. Oh, okay. There's a shitload of them up there. Yeah. Actually, I got. All these weird orbits are probably GPS. Yep. Yeah. I got installed. Oh, they're just excited about nothing. <laughs> it is neat stuff, though. I like it. It's really hard to click on this stuff.
So you would think the stuff over, here's Africa, so the stuff over us would be over there, right? This is just a joke. Oh yeah, you, you can see right over us, there's like a whole... Yeah, look at right here. That's all, yeah, that's all the communication. Hey, that's really cool. You are just like Mr. Shoot him down today. Well, <laughs> he needs that battery for his We'll just leave that to the yeah. Pakistanis. Yeah. 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 Was that the one with the. Actually, I I did install PHP BB, but uh, it's for uh, for this guy here. So I I actually I I made a mirror. Uh, well, for me to play. We'll have to give you a bag of hops next spring because we we have we grow hops in our garden, so yeah. a bag of flowers. Yeah. I, we've used them. them. We've used them as I heard as they, they look very good. Really? I haven't yeah. heard about that. That's what people say. We have a couple of dishes that use small amounts of it as, a, as a spice. You know, yes. I don't know how it'll work for brewing. But it'd be interesting to see. How much do you actually use in one of your batches? Well, it's, it's dry, so if I get yeah, that, it's about two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like half a cup or so? Well, well, I guess it's pretty light. Yeah, you. Yeah, you Volume-wise, how much are you putting in when I you use the power? So it is about... Well, does it run Linux? Command all the escape is the force split by the So not much. Well, well, we have a, like a, a gallon so baggie full of it every year. It'll be a big so I'll give you some. Is that to grow up It grows like a grapevine. It's a real big, messy, hairy, sticky, prickly flowers and stuff. And it got these little yellow flowers on it. So it got better for So why do you guys grow it? Because we have a big herb garden. So it is just for shade? No. It's just, it's, it looks sure, nice and like we use it for some herb settings. And make sure it's, we planted a little bit and now we got a lot. Yeah, because it's not killing it. No, it's like a weed. Do you know what kind it is? I could find that out. Because there's like, I don't know, I don't know. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I used to have the little, you know, Stick it in tickets that came with it. it no, no, no. The plastic, you know, the, mark, the garden marker. Okay. And it said well, the exact variety that it was. Okay. So I probably can find that again. Is actually there. So you go into the Monomany Homebrewer? Yes. You are. Yes. Where's the capping court? Where is that? That's uh, behind uh, Botham. You know where the uh, top of 93 is, where it comes in where the old mall used to be? It's 93 south of town, oh, and where, where that big exchange is. Well, it's, if you go facing south, if you turn right just before you get on 93, okay. go over to London Road, it's on the south end of London Road. Oh, okay. So that's where it is. Botham, I think Botham, you know, the car dealer Botham or something? Yeah, okay. Oh, right across the street right. from okay. that. Yeah. It's first house. So that's where it is. So does this peach the over right here? Yes, this, this is peach. And uh, are you running the server for him or is he running his own? 
he runs it from uh, from his home, I think. And, uh, Do they ever get into making things like like uh, honey wine and stuff like that? I mean, are they doing any you know like nude or some some people are doing meats, uh, some people are doing wines. Uh, Do they have something that's in Czech? It sounds like Polish mud. We have a drink called mud. It's a honey wine. Because meat is actually it's more as a wine. Well, that would be honey wine. Mm-hmm. Meat is honey wine. Yeah. Well, in Polish we call it mud. I thought maybe Czech would sound something like that. Medovina. Or Slo- Slovak. Yeah, yeah, Medovina. Yeah. That's because uh, honey is med, so it's mm-hmm. Medovina. Mm-hmm. Well, this is really interesting radio here. What do we have doing? Oh, I bet. Well, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Three different conversations. <laughs> <laughs> the same Ours didn't have anything to do with uh, Linux. That's good. It's helping me move, so we uh, were coordinating our efforts. Okay. <laughs> and, so, hand trucks and wagons. Yeah. Just hope no, you don't. He's talking about a bike. Just hope you don't need a sled. That's all. So this is me. Well, you, did you draw that for or no? No. That, no. So that's me. Oh, that's oh, that's okay. Thirsty monk. Oh, you're the thirsty monk. <laughs> Nice. Is that what you're going to name your beer, Thirsty Monk? That's what I thought it that, that would be. Uh, but as I said, I think it, it went up, to, up in the air. Don't have so much money. Thirsty Monk or Drunken Monk. That's not the same thing. Anyway, first letter. Well, thank you. Thank you for the interest. You are such a great guy. You know, I saw PHPPB. Did I show you that? Let's move on. I didn't read any of the newsletter either. I'm busy okay. Right, well, there was uh, the Linux Foundation acquired Linux.com. Uh, uh, I guess we were talking about uh, Linux.com. Uh, I didn't know that Linux.com was owned by SourceForge. Oh, and, really? uh, and there, it is. Uh, I guess these articles are. Some of them are that they that, that it was acquired. Some of them are, let's say, like looking back at Linux.com, you know, that people really don't know what happened because uh, SourceForge uh, was profitable. Linux.com had a lot of original content and people didn't see anything coming. Uh, so uh, it's more, you know, kind of. Hey, I'm missing something here. I have an end here, but I don't have anything there. And then uh, Google Summer of Code is up. And uh, so people can start signing up. Not you, you're not in school anymore. Uh, unless you, you go back to school and change. I think there's probably age restriction. Registered for A class. <laughs> for A class, yeah. And there was uh, another suit. Uh, Red Hat got sued for GBoss software patent infringement, whatever they call it. And uh, I think it was something about that uh, it was with the storing data in a database. It was some very, something very obvious. It's like, okay. Yeah, data. somebody bought that and yeah. decided that they wanted to make some money. Yeah. And then there was an article about Mozilla, and uh, they were talking about uh, new browser tabs. Uh, there is uh, already, there, there is already 
plugin. Uh, how they call it? It's not plugin. Yeah. Do they call it plugin? Well, plugin, so, add-on, extension. Yeah, yeah. So, so you can actually try it out right right now, and it's supposed to be, I think, ready in three uh, one. You know what's funny? I looked at that. It is exactly what Opera does. Like almost a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff is actually made from Opera. So let's say like the tap, the first tap thing was pretty much yeah. From Opera. I know. I just thought it was kind of funny, but it's like almost. All they did was instead of making it, you know, look like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, they just put them on the side. Yes. They've even got the same search bar. It's so is it is the reason like, Firefox will have gestures just like that? Oh, it just does. They do already. an add-on that makes it more convenient already. So why do you need to the actual add-on? Yeah, it, it does. It's not even worth downloading. Uh, it's really glitchy. It doesn't really work. Um, Safari has some pretty cool gestures built in for Mac too. It's kind of interesting. Um, you know, there's there's other ones. I mean, there's like two finger scroll, but that's still in the operating. The but then fun. there's some that are exclusive to Safari too. There's different gestures like the pinch that you can any, like any squeeze down. Like when you're in a browser, the pinch will increase and decrease the font size. And the middle middle you know. finger gesture? No. Right, and that works great for. Right. Well, I, you have to consider the environment. I mean, yeah. you know, if you've got a large trackpad, you know, you yeah, have you that ability. And I think there's something that makes it better for the actual hardware trackpad too. There's something about the multi-touch. In the hardware itself, that makes it better somehow. I don't totally understand the technology, but you know, there's something about being able to detect one, two, and now three. Different pads can detect different number of button presses. Most pads now, except for I think the L pads, can detect multiple key presses, even on like uh, um, standard, you know, Intel machines. Mm -hmm. Like my pad will detect up to four button presses, mm -hmm. four touches. Mm -hmm. There's actually a setting in there was an article about Vorag like Linux and there's the guy from PC Mag. And I don't know if you guys read it. It's more editorial. Yeah. So they're saying finally he discovered Linux. <laughs> uh, but uh, interesting that he's talking about it. Uh, and uh, he has nice things to say about Linux. Sure, his portfolio went down. He can't afford to buy all that software. Well, no more, I mean, he, no more he, dividends. <laughs> Got to go. I mean, he's, he's always a little bit controversial, <laughs> and uh, you know the statements what he made was let's say the the Windows. I'm kind of tired and, and fed up with uh, that. It's uh, accumulate more and more software, and after some time, nothing is nothing is working and running. You know, and, uh, so that was interesting to see that. Uh, what else did we have there? Yeah, I love how Windows develops a personality over time. Yeah, it's yeah. Nice it's it's sometimes uh, it's a good personality. Sometimes uh, you'd rather not know. It's extraordinary and has this built in. Electro shock therapy sometimes. Yeah. 
And then there was uh, some. Uh, I'll show you after we're done. There was there was article about XFC. So it was somebody did write up uh, uh, about experience with a uh, new XFC and uh, FFmpeg. Dot five was released. I guess uh, uh, FFmpeg didn't have any changes for a long time. Wow, that's a uh, quite a code word for that game. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway world domination. Yeah. Yeah. Halfway world domination. AKA whatever. Belligerent blue bike shed. Yeah. How about that? For for sure. For sure is that. Take that Ubuntu alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm impressed. World domination. You know, it's not halfway. Halfway. Yeah. <laughs> we got one state, Rhode Island, for sure. <laughs> so there are actually two articles about it. One was released, no, the other one was uh, talked about it. Uh, there was something about managing your audio files in Linux. Uh, it was more uh, whatever uh, applications there. So uh, did somebody look at it? Oh, but it looks interesting. So read it. Some, yeah, I think they will. So it was more as a listing. But what are the applications there? If you want to do any audio, I don't know. No, actually, that it's blue. Look, it's it looks blue. like Fedora. It looks like to me. Well, yeah. Isn't there, isn't there uh, <laughs> RPM file? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It says particularly Hold on. Check, check the repositories here. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's, uh, you might have had to uh, install the Fusion. Of well, course. That's what non-free is. It was modify your repositories, too. You know, there's, there's yeah, alternative repositories out there for a lot of different apps that are semi-free. So yeah, yeah, offering yeah. tool, video files. Right there's the, the main repository, and then there's the Fusion repository. With those you know, the, the WinFM FF is actually written in, uh, in well, in Pascal. It, it's a Delphi, Delphi clone of, uh, of, uh, of Pascal, whatever I'm trying to say. <laughs> Only you know. <laughs> there is a Pascal. It started with the L, which is actually clone of Delphi. Polish. That might, like Lazarus or something like that. Lazarus. Wait, no, that's a program, isn't it? And there is a program that it's a PDF. Are you Delphi, yeah, that, there's open source clone of Delphi, and I think it's called like Lazarus, uh, Lazarus, something like that. Yeah, how I started out programming in high school. Yeah, I, I like Pascal. It was fine. Yeah, actually uses an SQL Lite database in the back end, so it just downloads a new file. Cool. Shall we move on? While you are searching for uh, the ask 
just, just jumped from 40 to 70, so it's oh, down stuff. And then there was article something about U.S. schools and uh, how they like whatever the next, yeah. whatever they are doing. AKA Microsoft hates them, so. Well, that's I talked to a guy that he's the IT director for a school, and I asked him, I said, why? You put Linux in. Well, he goes, well, I don't know why. I mean, they pay like five bucks for a license of Windows. Well, so they, they like, pay for massive site licenses, which is publicly funded by the government. And so, I mean, really, I think the biggest hurdle is the mindset of the people that are in the highest levels of administration. Because, I mean, they... I mean, they don't really see the value of moving something like that because they're publicly funded, so they're going to get government money. They also don't see but the advantage to teaching kids about this because they, as far as the teachers are concerned, yeah, it would cost them so much money. Oh, this going to help kids. because they'd have to train everyone, and the fact that they're able to function in a Windows environment is a miracle because no one knows how to use it anyway. Yeah, but you know what is interesting? You had the Mac labs. You know, yeah. School used to be very yeah. Mac centric. Yeah, Macs were nothing but Macs in yes. schools before, and then early nineties. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the deals that they give the schools. Yeah, the because Macs. They get, they get a lot of that stuff for basically free. They really don't pay for Windows, and, and the hardware is. Who is church? Well, in the late seventies and early eighties, Apple was giving Apples to schools. Yeah. I remember that. You know, so that's why there was a lot of apps. Because if you start the kids off using Windows, that's what they're going to be comfortable with. So it's more well, see, I think that's to, to basically it's That'd be like that's like saying the kids are so stupid they don't know how to learn. Yeah, well, I think it's the fact that the teachers are more. Yeah, it's the teachers, not the students. Microsoft's mentality. Yeah, and embedded them into like the higher administration. Microsoft would do anything to stop schools from switching points. Well, that would be yeah. There. That would be the next generation of people. But somehow that they a put choice. the sticks through the heart of Apple because Apple was there. I did. I used Mac to do uh, you know in yeah, the college in the 90s. 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that's nothing to do with the money because Apple would not negotiate with their prices. They want. They so, want I mean, I wasn't in the high school obviously when it transitioned over to Windows, but I don't. Mm -hmm. When would that have happened? Pretty much free, or relatively dirt cheap. Yeah, I think the PCs were cheap, right, compared to compared to Apple's. And yeah. their licenses are also dirt cheap. oranges. I mean, I remember running CAD on Apple. Apple. No high school. Oh, high school. I think. Microsoft has done an excellent job of marketing their product. Well, yeah, and their product ain't that great. It's just their marketing is phenomenal. If you yeah. talk about best marketing company, did you see the new Microsoft uh, add something about a lot of data moving around? It doesn't make a sense. Oh yeah, what? It's, yeah, you don't know. It's like some messy yeah. guy talking. What? What's going on? Yeah, like, I didn't know what it was commercial for until I saw Microsoft. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Let's move on. Well, there was article. I just think that school said. I just it bothers me because even though it's five dollars or whatever, it's, so it's still five dollars, and Linux is free. That's 
to me is if you're begging for money and you keep having to go year after year to referendums, five dollars is five dollars. Cut it all out and you know. To, you got to go up to it's, any levels. It's yeah. It, 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 I think it boils down to the administration. It, it boils down to the, the mentality, the people who grew up with this, the people like the higher ups of like the state boards of education in Wisconsin and every other state. They're incredibly technologically naive. I mean, I, I just think about like I've been following some of the stories about how like Obama's like one of the first like even semi technologically savvy presidents. And I think once you reach a certain level of administration, whether it's in education or whether it's in politics or something like that, there's just a, a massive naivety about everyone at that level. They just don't have a clue about what's going on. You're always at least twenty years behind. Yeah, well, and, and also you know mercy of the support and maintenance people in mm -hmm. the institution. I know at the university, they were doing COBOL programming into the mid-90s. You know, just because... I graduated from 2000, there was still COBOL programming right. in, in, a, in a curriculum. And they were, yeah, the, the university administration wouldn't go over to the statewide system because it wasn't based on COBOL programming, and the people who were doing the maintenance locally convinced them that the world would fall apart and no one would be there to pick up the pieces. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's move on. There's the, the Hula article about RSS feeds. I guess we were talking about it uh, at the beginning. Yeah, I just got it working. Cool. There's uh, it's by the still done. <laughs> another why is it the same article? Uh, 27 music making apps for Linux? Or is this actually... No, it's a different thing. It's about more about uh, audio creation. Creation, yeah. Not as well as, uh, yeah. It's not just, just recording, but uh, there is, uh, let's say, like hydrogen, then, you know, the, the drumming machine and stuff like that. There's a lot of these I haven't heard of. See, read it. I will. Read it, damn it. I, I will. I didn't. <laughs> Do it right hey, now. I, I am. So, so. Yeah. As well as at the end, I saw that there was. You don't need to go, Where's Loopy? Loopy? Yeah. I don't know. Loop, uh, it's, it's it's a Linux Fruity Loops. Yeah, it's called Loopy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Usually I don't like articles which they list a number <coughs> up front. But, uh, uh, right now we have three different uh, things. So there was uh, something about uh, roadmap to OpenSUSE, uh, Fedora 11 preview, and uh, Ubuntu Tino for uh, preview. Uh, so if somebody read it. You know, it's funny about OpenSUSE, that disk you gave me, I put it into a laptop at work, and it goes and it installs, and then it goes, it's going to reboot, and then it reboots, and then it must forget to install the serial ATA drivers, because then it can't find the hard drive to boot from it. <laughs> because their install process is actually a two-way process. They install base, and then they uh, then they reboot, and they install anything on top of it. Yeah, and it must not be finding the serial ATA, so I just like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Open source. 
I thought that they would have serial ATA hard drive drivers built in, but obviously they either forgot about it or. <laughs> It probably depends on the chipset. It was a laptop, so I don't. Well, I don't know. All I know yeah. is that it went through and installed, and all of a sudden reboots can't find. I mean, just it's having a video motherboard. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk, you, you talk about that. I had the same experience with the Dream Linux. I could never. I can never install Dream Linux. There are people who are installing it, but I cannot get through the the partitioner. No, no one run from it. It's pretty on the pictures. It actually in a in a VM, maybe on a on a on a on a. Yeah. <laughs> Once you realize you don't have to use There is some article about QT. 4.5 was released, and then there was something about Nokia, whatever, wherever it stands in in there. And then uh, this was interesting. There was QT uh, for tutorial, and there was video. And uh, yeah, QT, QT. It's a toolkit. It's a toolkit. It's just like TTK. Okay. So it was actually quite. It was quite interesting. Is there any good like screencasting programs out there for this? I uh, to record my desktop would be one. And there, there, I think I think if you would search on uh, which one? If you would search on, on, on our website you would find probably more. There is some like capture for Linux or, or something. There was another one. So and uh what else? So th- there was actually video about it. Uh, actually, that article I think is unrelated. I don't think it's related at all. But uh, it's for beginners, and it reminded me a little bit of Delphi because you got yourself a toolkit, and you were just writing a code in, you know, the, the methods what you wanted to, to write. So it provided you any 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 boxes or any any buttons or anything like that. No, you need to write a code. You have the widgets. It it uh, does a lot of the code for you. It kind of creates stuff, and then you can fill in stuff. So it has a function. When you click on this button, it'll run this function. So then you have to fill in the function. Hmm. What is this? This is all C? Uh, C++. I, yeah. think, I think that actually you can have different bindings. Yeah. It means that you can write different C things. It's C++, but you can, they have bindings that go to other languages too. So if you want to do it in Python. Yeah. So, so I think what you, what you have that, so you have a canvas, and you put let's like buttons on canvas, or you put uh, the boxes on canvas. Yeah, it's kind of like front page. Stuff around there, right? Yeah, using there. wrong, wrong the dictionary right now, but yes. Uh, front page is on a, on a web development. This right. is so this I is for client that. development. Hey, cool. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, thank you for for allowance. Uh, what else do we have there? 
there is that uh, the the set what we were talking about hydro oxygen uh, thank you uh, and there was some evil make it pretty with a guten mark whatever was that it was more how to uh, the last week there was a gentleman he was talking he was here first time so here is uh, something about uh, uh, file dictionaries that goes back to our conversation earlier is that that bin directory I'm sure they probably list that one. I'm sure it's there you click on when you get home you click on the link and read about it yeah <laughs> uh, there was an article how to convert the uh, convert VMware image to virtual box image and then I didn't know that so you why would it said you can just open it. <laughs> just open it. <laughs> Is it? I. You got a different. They have a really good manual, but they don't have a lot of the features built into the user interface. You actually have to go and read a manual. Yeah. But for the most part, it's actually a decent manual. And then we have another one uh, about VMware and sound card with a pulse audio. If it works or not, who knows? I have no idea. I wasn't uh, paying attention. Uh, create private encrypted folder if you really care. And uh, this is how to run successful Linux user group, and I didn't read that either. Uh, obviously. Did you write it? No. <laughs> are, you, are you running successful music group? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Well, then we don't need to read it. We'll just click on it and see what kind of tips they got. What's the number one tip? Yeah, read, let's read that and see how you're doing. Stay on point. Have the person bring the printer. <laughs> it's a long article, you know. Oh, it has a spell some mess. It's not, it's not oh, I see the first step is to go to Bangladesh. <laughs> I think you are right, but this might be just the end there. Unused room school, perfect location. Well, then failed on that one. I think the bar is about Yeah, I think this is a better location. I'd have to point out. Exactly, promotional for the under 21. Because you couldn't get drinks and stuff. You have to go to the vending machine. Absolutely. Do you guys pay attention here? Yeah, you're talking about drinking. No, we're talking about Linux. No, somebody said I see. Do you want to tell us about QT? Nope. Okay. No, now I'm GTK. Yeah, we're, we're done now. Okay, well, thank you. I read how to run a successful one. Well, I... Oh, so how do you run it? Are we supposed to improve? No, actually, we're doing all the stuff we need to do. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I didn't read it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, a lot of the stuff was stuff that we're already doing. They say they have a good meeting place that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they say beer is probably detrimental to your. Have IRC. Yeah, very bitter people that make ugly comments after two hundred years. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good website contact. You know, Got that done. Chair start flying. No, Miss Better than Katie! <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Pronounce the no! Take the eye! Smack! Email! Okay, I think we are done with the recording. What are you doing? Okay. A gnome? Take us out, please. Bye. No, take us out like you normally do. Much nicer. Don't normally. Okay, then this is your first time. Bye. Well, we see. Alright, we're done. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.